Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about agreement versus disagreement. This is part one of a two-part podcast. Sheldon leads a logistics team for one of the world's largest food distributors. In our coaching, he repeatedly told me stories that went something like this. He would give explicit instructions to his direct reports about an action he wanted them to take. Then, a day or two later, he'd find out they had done something completely different than what he'd expected. He wanted me to help him fix his team. I asked if he experienced them as rebellious or defiant. He said no, he actually experienced them as sincere, hard-working individuals who just couldn't seem to get things right. I asked if I could challenge one of his assumptions. You mean my assumption that they're sincere, he asked, ready to defend his people. No, I said, your assumption that your instructions are explicit. Like many people, Sheldon assumed that because his instructions had made sense to him, they must have made sense to his listeners. Here's the analogy I used to explain this. Imagine I supervise a group of artists who are mature, talented professionals. I tell one of my artists that the background on a particular sketch has to be light blue. As I tell her that, I picture which light blue marker in my rack I'd use. My artist even says to me, right, light blue, got it. But what my artist has pictured in her head is a pencil that has a completely different shade and texture and density than what I'm expecting. When she brings me her work, I wonder why she can't get anything right. I challenged Sheldon to stop assuming his people understood his instructions. Don't give instructions, I said. Get agreement. He asked how, and I answered, After you explain something, ask them to tell you their understanding of what you've just said. What? He was horrified. That would be so insulting. They're not children. But look at the results you're getting, I answered. The gap between what you think you've told them and what they're delivering is serious. The only way to narrow the gap is to have them tell you what they've heard. He appeared willing to consider this, so I went on. It's important to let them know it's your communication you're verifying, not their listening. He frowned suspiciously. How do I let them know that? Tell them, I said. Say, based on the results we've been getting lately, I'm concerned I may not be explaining things well. Will you tell me what you just heard me say? You take the responsibility. Make it about yourself. I have found that even the most no-nonsense managers, men and women who create key performance indicators for every action, rarely take steps to verify understandings, confirm agreements, and check assumptions. When I ask why they skip this step, I often hear, like Sheldon, that they feel that sort of questioning would sound childish, insulting, or display a lack of trust, or that they simply don't have the time. I then point out that people who risk their lives in the air, pilots and astronauts, always verify everything with written checklists and verbal verifications because the failure to do so is just too costly. Does it slow things down? Well, yes, of course it does. Does it improve performance? You bet. If you want results to match your expectations, don't assume you've communicated clearly. Ask people to tell you what they heard. Get agreement. Now, imagine this. 
You tell your direct report that you want result XYZ delivered in format ABC. You ask him to confirm his understanding of what you just said, and he says he heard that you want result YZA delivered in format BCD. He clearly didn't understand what you said, right? I mean, it's not a huge miss, but it's a miss nonetheless. At that moment, what's your first thought? And what comes out of your mouth? Your behavior in this next moment will, over time, determine whether your working relationships get built on trust, resulting in the delivery of unfiltered information, or whether your working relationships get built on hierarchy, resulting in the delivery of the information you want to hear. If you were recorded on video at that instant, I hope no shadow of impatience or frustration would be visible on your face. I hope no hint of disapproval or disappointment would be heard in your tone. I hope that what you would convey is that his miss, no matter how small or large, was totally understandable and was more likely due to you being unclear than to his inability to understand you. This last step, accepting and owning miscommunications, is extremely difficult. It's natural when there are differences of opinion to think, well, he just doesn't understand. But of course he does understand. He understands his own thinking, and it's different from yours. When you are convinced that you couldn't possibly be any clearer expressing yourself, yet the understanding of what you just said still comes back muddied, well, I guess you'll just have to be clear, won't you? What's the alternative? Your listeners may not have gotten it right, but they didn't fail. They're not stupid. They're not trying to be a problem. No matter what you think, they are actually doing their best. And so are you. And you still weren't able to reach the agreement first time around. It doesn't matter why. All that matters is that agreement get reached. That is what will affect the results you get. This concept of taking responsibility for miscommunications regardless of who's at fault, is covered in detail in a podcast called Owning Miscommunications. I'll tell you how to find it in just a minute. As Sheldon learned how to get agreement, he saw that one young man on his staff consistently misunderstood what was being said. Now that presented Sheldon with a tough decision. He also saw the performance of the rest of his team improve. Over time, he found himself doing much less cleaning up of mistakes and managing after the fact. He found it had been worth taking the time to get agreement. In one month, I'll turn this coin onto its other side and discuss how to disagree without being disagreeable. That podcast, like many of our others, is intended to help you develop your communication skills. You can find all our podcasts, including the one called Owning Miscommunications, on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That will take you to a searchable archive of our podcasts and more than four years of executive coaching tips. From the archive, you can also download PDFs of every tip to save for yourself or forward to others. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes, just search for the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, this is Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>